0: Yeah, nah, for sure, especially uh, what occurred after the last game, uh, you, you know, when we drew, I thought I should have shot that one, so for a minute kind of kept me up at night a little bit, so when he said I could drive it, I was just hoping everyone would be mad at me. <laughs>
1: just, we, we've run it, we've um, we've run it before, um, you know, I um used the other one, um, the play before, and so we just wanted to get it into Evan's hands, and um, and then Avery was had a had an option off of a single pin down after Marcus Thornton had um, curled his guy to try to create a little bit of havoc. But Avery has scored off that play against Denver to win, or to big shot late. He scored off that play against somebody else, um, big shot late. And uh, and then you know Evan we, Evan has the option to drive. And I knew when I told Evan he had the option to drive, I knew that he was not probably going to uh, get rid of the ball. I thought he was going to try to take it and make a play. Celtics pull off an incredible comeback. Evan Turner hits a game winner as the Celtics beat the best team in the NBA in the Atlanta Hawks. They win 89-88 for their first <laughs> win over the Hawks this year, I guess. Uh, this is the Garden Report, powered by Linda.com on CLNS Radio, and Celtics watch. Right, we're going to break this one down here. We got Julian Edlow, we got Jimmy Toscano on the ones and twos. Yeah. I'm Jared Weiss. Ch- Ch- we're going to make this really quick here because I know you got a lot of all star festivities to get to. So, mm-hmm. Celtics. They were terrible most of this game, couldn't shoot. They were shooting 24% in the first half. Not a ton better in the second half here, but at the end of the game, they hit some huge shots. Marcus Smart hits a huge huge tray. I still can't hear because of the ringing in my ears from the crowd going wild after that one. And then then Avery Bradley hits one, and then Evan Turner with a floater behind the back to get around Damari Carroll, hits that floater (laughs) over Kent Bavesmore. an unbelievable sequence of events Mm. here. Jimmy, take us through that last play there.
2: Well, Evan Turner is, I think, one of the best on the team at getting to the rim. He's very—he's not. I wouldn't call him a great ball handler, but when he's getting to the rim, he, he's got some quick moves. He said before the game that if there was a layup, a All-Star layup competition, that he might be in there. <laughs> and I, we all laughed it off. But I'm thinking to myself, hmm. After I'm watching that play, like he might be onto something here. Like, pretty strong move to the rim. Um, I don't. That technically was option A. It looked like it sounded like Brad Stevens said that there was a play to Bradley if he was open, and Bradley may have been open, but. Turner wanted to keep it. I like Turner with the last shot in the game. I've been saying that all year, that he's a guy, whether it's him or Sully, I want one of those two guys with the ball in their hands at the end of the game. So I was completely happy with the way that entire thing panned out. Avery Bradley, shot a rust shot, contested shot, isn't really my cup of tea. So I was cool with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a great win. It was the best win of the year. Talk about pulling one out of nowhere. They had no business. The Celtics right. had no business winning this game. As Jared said, they shot 24% in the first half. They finished off shooting 32.3% for the game. Uh, that was 30 for 93. They took and 15
2: more shots in the Hawks. That's the only reason I, they won that's, game. Yeah,
3: that's why they won the game. But I mean, to find a way to be down all game against the best team in the Eastern Conference, maybe the NBA, Jared. <laughs> um, to find a way to, to come back and win that game, those two huge threes, the floater by Evan Turner, that was a huge definitely. win that said a lot. For them going into the break. Okay, for one, the Hawks have been the best team in the NBA as far as <laughs> I'm. They're concerned.
2: still number one on my power ranking. Yeah, so I gave it exactly. to you, but you made it sound like it was fact.
1: It's it's a, well, l- a little bit of fiction here, but it's pretty cares. close. It's so true, the records are almost uh, almost identical. They're starting five, just one player in the month. So right now, I'm giving the Hawks yeah, the one edge. Yeah, giant player. Yeah, the Warriors are probably going to beat them <laughs> if they met in the in the series anyway, but. I mean, the Hawks were not spectacular in this game. Al Horford is really the only guy in the entire game that was actually efficient. It was actually really good start to finish. But the Celtics, they just kind of struck when they needed to. Marcus Thornton comes in, starts the second half. He hits a couple threes that kind of gets them going here. And then they go with Marcus Smart in the fourth quarter. And Smart was phenomenal. He had that huge three there that really made it that made it a one possession game. They lost it, but then Bradley got it back, hitting another three right after that. But it was amazing of the Celtics who haven't really been able to consistently respond at the end of games this year. Tonight, they actually got it done.
2: No, and Marcus smart. I mean, he had an awful first half. Brad Stevens said just as much. He said he played bad in the first half. He was benched to start the second half. For him to come come on in the fourth quarter the way he did says a lot about him. I mean, a lot of guys, I think, would maybe just pout after that or they would let that bother them and affect them. But no, he comes into the game with just under four minutes left. He hits uh, that backdoor layup, which was a nice pass. I forget who made the pass, but it was maybe Turner. And then he hits that three. He scored five straight points and bring a two two point game. I was impressed by that. Um, the Hawks, like you said, they didn't play great, and it was weird to me after the game. It almost felt like Brad Stevens wasn't giving his team like any credit at all for beating the Hawks. He was basically saying how yeah. bad they played and how bad the Hawks played it was the only reason the Celtics beat them. He's like, oh, I don't know. I hope I hope we had a, I hope we were a reason that happened. We had but a good poker not face so sure. after the game. Yeah, he he wasn't like very complimentary of of his players or his team, which, I don't know, take that however you want it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Smart that I liked,
3: we're going to talk playoffs later, but for the most part, wins and losses aren't completely what this season is about. So the thing that I like the most is Smart got open for that three. There was a double team on the other side of the court. He kind of moved away from it, got open, and then called for the ball, stepped into the shot with a lot of confidence. That's what I like to see from Marcus Smart, the the willingness to take and make a big shot that's what I think this game said most about him that after having a poor game he was able to do that and that's just part of the learning process the growing process so I thought that was good to see from him.
2: Yeah I mean he was one for five from three in the first half so for him to take that shot and you know drain it, it was big.
1: And what we saw in the fourth quarter was he was actually driving to the rim. I mean, he's been allergic to the paint a lot of the time. He had One play where he tried to dunk it, jumping from outside of the paint, he mm. only got about halfway there before yeah. he got fouled. I don't think he was going to even make it to the rim. No. But the fact that he's showing that kind of aggressiveness late in the game, it shows that he wants to be one of the guys that's really the go-to guy, even though Solinger said that they don't want to have that. I mean, come on, you need to have that. Mm. You need a guy to catalyze your offense at the end of the game. Marcus Smart is showing that he's going to be capable of doing that sometime soon, whether it's when the Celtics are trying to make a playoff run at the end of the season. It remains to be seen, and we'll get into that in the next part. But just before we go to the next part, do either of you have something else you want to say about the way this game went down at the end?
2: No, I'm just, just the fact that a lot of times they do make these big comebacks and they come up short. It was nice to see them actually finish it off.
1: No, Jimmy has nothing
3: to say, <laughs> but here's what he wants
2: to say. I'm all yes. set. We're good.
1: That's it. Part 2 <laughs> coming right up.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I think it says a lot about my team trusting me and everything like that. And uh, playing super hard in that situation, and you know, you have to, you know, gain your, your teammates trust to stop. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, and that's a big compliment. Enjoy the break and hit that big three. Good game, you. Son. Appreciate it, G. win for the break, G. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> it was great to actually finish one off, and against the caliber team that they are, you know, they one of the best teams in the league. So, you know, it's even greater. And um, to finish it on the note that we have, you know, going into All Star Break is even better. I mean, it's always been a conversation since day one, you know. Um, I believe we can make it, and I believe we can make noise too. So it's, it's on us to make that happen. This is a
2: team that you might play in the first round if you make it, which is to do with the confidence-wise to see. Uh, it, it, it gives us a lot.
0: It gives a lot. us a lot, you know. Um, knowing they can be beat on any given night, and we just have to play all basketball and stay the course. The only thing I was worried about, I tell you the truth, was Avery's reaction when <laughs> he thought he was about to get the ball, so I made the move. He was like, "Shit, Evan," and I was like, I was just." You're going to hug me in a second. You know, I just felt really confident in that situation. And, uh, you know, thank God I went in. We're back for part
1: two. Before we get into it, I want to remind you to listen on Sunday to Celtics Beat, the podcast on CLNS Radio. They're going to have Brent Barry on. Everybody loves Brent Barry. Brent it Barry. should be a fun, conver- fun conversation. Last time he was on the show, it was actually a really good talk. So it'll be really cool to hear from him, All-Star Weekend. So definitely listen good to good that. Good timing one. with the dunk contest. Absolutely, say, dude, that a dunk was crazy. <laughs> it was I,
2: I, doesn't get any respect.
1: So a dunk contest legend, even if respect. nobody remembers that he was in the, in the dunk contest. Better than Jordan's. <laughs> All right, Fact. so
2: not even an opinion.
1: Can't hear myself right now. as so there's a drill pounding the ice back there. The so Bruins are finally gonna play after the Celtics are out of here. But we gotta get out of here. So talk there's about neon ice, actually, but we're gonna talk about what could happen here in the second half of the season. Now the Celtics are just—it was a game and a half out of the playoffs as of this recording. That's not going to change until a week from now, anyway. So I don't know why I have to say that. But the Celtics Hmm. have a legitimate shot of grabbing that eighth seed. Charlotte made the big move of getting Mo Williams, which is obviously a game changer in the East. uh, But I'm being very sarcastic. I don't really think that's going to make a big difference to Charlotte's hopes. And of course they could be moving it Lance Stevenson for somebody that could help them maybe. So we'll see. I don't know if that button really worked. There, you're kind of puffing out a little bit. Just uh, as a wire. A bunch tried, of, there's a lot going on here. Just don't pay attention to that. But the point is, is that the Celtics, they haven't really been playing that well. They play a little bit better. They have a chance to make the playoffs here, especially if they make a move. Julian, how do you see that playing out down the stretch here?
3: How I see it playing out is that it's totally up to age. We saw last year, yes. you know, guys like Courtney Lee move at the deadline, Jordan Crawford, who was one of the best players in the NBA at the time. That was a little sarcastic. Uh, good one. Get it? One of those players in China seriously, now. <laughs> seriously though, it's going to be up to age. if they keep this roster as is, and you have Brandon Bass and Tayshon Prince and Marcus Thornton all contributing, and guys continue to develop, and Turner, guys like Turner and Smart get more comfortable in their role, you know the playoffs are have a real chance of happening, and that depending on your outlook is a good or bad thing. Yes. You know their draft pick may not vary that much whether they're the eighth seed or one of the last couple teams out of the playoffs you know it depends do you want that playoff excitement or do you want those last couple ping pong balls that maybe you can just bounce into the number one spot somehow and win that lottery you know pick pick which way you want to go but being in the middle pick your poison because being in the middle in the NBA is the last place that you want to be so how it it plays out is up to Ainge. If they can get some veterans out of here, maybe they can kind of drop down a little bit. But where they are, they have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it really is tough which way you go with it. I think if it is up to age, obviously he's going to want to trade guys like Bass and Thornton and obviously Gerald Wallace, but that won't happen, (laughs) uh, to just acquire more, wait for it, assets and picks and expiring contracts, although he would be trading expiring contracts. He's not looking to make the playoffs. Danny Ainge is looking to make the playoffs. That said, if he can't get the right thing for what he's trying to acquire, I say roll with it. Roll with it and make the playoffs. Become the eighth seed. You know, if Like you said, if Charlotte's acquisition of Mo Williams doesn't do much, maybe even get the seventh seed. It would be good to instill a little bit of a winning culture with some mm-hmm. of these young guys like Smart and Selinger, who didn't even get to play in the playoffs when he was injured. Uh, I mean, obviously, Olinick. Get get some of these guys acquainted with what playoff basketball is like. So when they do add a couple more pieces, they're not going in blind. They at least got a little bit of a clue. I mean, yeah, if you don't make the playoffs, you have a chance at the number one overall pick. But if you're gonna just miss the playoffs by a couple games and you're gonna end up with the third with the 12th, whatever the fifteenth pick yeah. or four, like right. you're you're not the Cavs. You're not gonna get that lucky. You know what I mean? Only the Cavs yeah. get that lucky. The difference between the last pick in the lottery and the fir- and the worst pick in the playoffs. Is nothing. I'd rather make the playoffs, and maybe you win a couple games, and you make it interesting. And tonight's game was fun. I don't expect the Celtics to beat the Hawks in a seven-game series, but they at least at least made it fun, and you might get the get some fans back into it. Maybe you get a little national recognition because the Celtics don't play on national TV. Yeah. So those games you do, maybe a a, a restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent sees Boston in a different way than maybe they did all, all throughout the season. Who knows? I mean. To me, I mean, you have so many picks. If Danny Ainge sees a guy a couple spots ahead of him in the draft, he can make that work with all the assets that he already has.
1: I mean, the Celtics have enough first-round picks in tow that if they want to move up in this draft, they could probably exactly. pull it off. That, right, exactly. Now, we saw with tonight's game that if they face the Hawks, as long as the Hawks are late to every single game, they have a decent chance of yeah, beating right. them. Right. <laughs> but that's probably not going to happen unless it starts snowing in May. Right. They, or late April. you will figure something out. Yeah. The
3: one thing is you do always have that chance to move up, but you – don't have a chance nobody's going to trade the number one overall pick you always right. keep alive well, that that's chance the of
1: getting the number one overall pick well they're going to play the odds of can they're
2: they're... they be bad enough to really have a le- legitimate shot at the number one pick right now yeah. they can't be Over, if they not out their guys at the deadline then overall
3: sure. i agree with you jimmy if they're going to be you know the 13th or 14th lottery position just go for it get right. into the playoffs and you can work from there
2: but that's the risk if, i guess It's the chance it's if a lottery they
3: start falling down in the standings and they can get into that you know six range where they took marcus smart last year Drop. Sure. See what you can do with it.
1: Okay, really quickly here. One minute lightning rounds. Will he be here when we do our next episode, which is in about Ooh. two weeks? Marcus Thornton, Julian, will he be here? Yes.
3: Contract's too pricey for anyone to take him. What do you say? Tayshawn Prince. No.
2: They're going to try to trade if, him I think if he's out.
3: not here, it might be because he gets bought out. Not via trade, but...
1: I agree with you on both of those. What about Brandon Bass? That's the toughest one.
2: I would be, I like Brandon Bass, I think he can definitely help the team, and if they want to make the playoffs they need Bass, but I think he's the most likely to be traded because he can help a contender, and I'm kind of surprised he's still here. I'm looking at a team like the Blazers could really use Brandon Bass as the backup for, for them.
3: I totally agree with that, but I just think if Bass was going to be gone, he would be gone by
1: now. He could help so many, He could pitch. help so many teams and none of them seem to be interested, so I think he's here. I think Bass is probably a deadline day guy. I'd see right. him moving here. Uh, Marcus Smart, Jared Sollinger. cut from the team by the time we get back. Probably not.
2: <laughs> Sollinger, yes. That would be aggressive. Smart, no. Is there a
1: chance that Jared Sollinger could get moved in a larger trade?
2: Though? No, I don't. I don't see no. any blockbusters going on right now.
3: Only if it was to get a significantly better player, an All Star type guy. Who's going to make that trade happen.
2: for Sollinger right now? What's probably nobody. Right. Yeah. No. Really. Nope. Okay. That's non, it. Non-issue. Uh, Ballers.
1: Evan Turner. Uh, Who's your baller?
2: I was going to say Turner, too.
1: Okay, good enough. I mean,
2: he won the freaking game for him. He's the He won the freaking
1: game. It's good enough. I'll do just so he gets recognition for his great game. We barely talked about that. So we're not going to see you for a while. We're going to have a ton of coverage, though, from New York, from All-Star Weekend. So we'll be putting up lots of videos on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, on CLNS Radio, on Celtics Blog, on SB Nation. You're going to see lots of coverage from me, and I'll Photoshop these guys' faces or something like that that. for the video. I wish
2: I was there. I'm not going to be there.
1: We'll see you soon. It won't be a little while until Celtics game, but we will be be there when they have their next home game and we will bring you more of the garden report that you love. So for Julian, for Jimmy, I'm Jared.
0: Peace out. <laughs>
2: um, I always feel like
0: once I make a uh change or move, I always feel like I have a defender where I want them. so I uh, went one way cut me off and I mean it's just pretty much a setup to get them on my uh get them on my hip or get my shoulder pass or help to get a shot. So I feel like every time I make a change the direction, I'm pretty confident I got somebody where I want them.